Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Craig, I will yield the floor to you. Uh, you've got pretty much the next 10 minutes or so for baseball audio or pretty much whatever you want to cover. We haven't talked any baseball during the show. We're going to save it for when you came on. So the floor is yours, Craig, however you want to handle the uh, first two games and what to look forward to today. Take it away. Well, I mean, I, I think, Jeff, that the uh, the impressive stuff, and I asked David Pierce about it a few moments ago, was that really and truly in the first two games, uh, I said as a head coach, you probably got everything you could ask for. In other words, first and foremost, obviously, the wins. But got incredible starting pitching on Saturday night from Lucas Gordon, a career-high eight innings for him, and Heston Toll was tremendous uh, in his one, two, three, ninth. Uh, and uh, and then they just, you know, they attacked, hit. I, I don't think I've done a game with five solo home runs uh, from Texas. And uh, we were joking, Roger Wallace and I were joking about the fact that, you know, Keith Moreland would always say to us on the broadcast, solo homers won't beat you. Well, you hit enough of them, you will. And, and Keith and I have talked about that, too. And they hit five. So they had that, and it was cool to see uh, Dylan Campbell in his final opportunity uh, come up, or, or rather, uh, 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 Porter Brown in his final opportunity to extend his ex- his consecutive game streak of reaching base to 32, and he also made a really nice catch in the outfield sliding on Saturday night in the win. And of course, Dylan Campbell, uh, in his first two at bats, both uh, Saturday and yesterday, extended his hitting streak uh, now to 22 games. And uh, and then uh, what more can you say about Porter Brown? I mean, obviously coming back home, and David Pierce said he was. Uh, you know, he was hoping. He didn't say he was concerned. He said he was just hoping that Porter wouldn't put too much pressure on himself. And when we were talking, I likened it to Tyrese Hunter going back to the state of Iowa. And remember, he had that real big first half uh, in the game of names, and then they all got in foul trouble and all that, and it got away in the second half. But uh, then obviously playing well in the NCAA tournament game in Des Moines. And both times the fans there in Iowa were just brutal on him, you know, F-bombing and this and that. Wasn't like that here with Porter Brown. Remember where we are uh, most of the time for doing our games in TC. We're out in the stands among the fans. We're in the upper deck, fans all around us. Now, today we're down in a booth because it's just an ESPN Plus telecast, so it opened up a broadcast booth for us. But we've been around, and you would hear the fans say, we love you, Porter, and cheering him. There wasn't, there wasn't people. Now, <laughs> after after his performance of the first two games, they might not be as hospitable with what he did yesterday on the throat of the plate uh, in the ninth. And I think it's probably been tweeted out. It probably wasn't the most on-the-money throw, but he was close enough, and Garrett Gilmet makes a nice turn with the, with the glove, with the ball in the glove to make the tag. When we were just pulling up to the ballpark to get our equipment set up when I heard you talking about it uh, at the start, and you said, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why uh, he was sent. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's a very, very valid question because we're talking about Carson Bowen, the catcher, who was who was sent. Now, Bowen is five for five in stolen bases, so he's got decent wheels for a catcher, but it was a short fly ball. And you heard 
Porter Brown say, I didn't think Coach DeLora would send him. He knows, obviously, John DeLora, mm-hmm. the third base coach. He was surprised, but he uncorked the throw that was close enough. And then and then Gilmet sweeping around to get the tag on him. And David Pierce made a good point about him when we were visiting that sometimes when you sweep around like that, the contact can dislodge the ball. But it didn't. And it's obviously the biggest play of the weekend to this point. And here's Texas 2-0 in Fort Worth in a weekend series for the first time since 1992. Greg, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, I know we got to talk to Tanner Witt and a couple other things, but the mm-hmm. lineup change. Getting Jared Thomas in the leadoff spot, Peyton Powell second, Dylan Campbell third. And, and you know, we've heard David Pierce has said this since, since he took the job. You know, he wants his best hitters hitting high up in the lineup. But you make those switches, you drop Eric Kennedy down, it seems like it's benefited everybody, this line of change that they've gone to with this series. Well, there were multiple reasons for doing it, and, and here's why. Uh, first of all, Jared Thomas, not a stranger to the leadoff spot. He's done it a few times this year, but he's been on a tear. He's been hitting the ball, swinging the bat well, and so that, that was part of it. Also, and this is something I hadn't really thought about, but then again, I'm not the head coach, so uh, that you know things like this might not occur to me, but to David Pierce – whose job it is to know such things and to figure out such things, uh, you, 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 know, you want to see uh, guys perform. And he pointed out that of the last two to three weeks, after uh, Peyton Powell was in the three spot and Campbell was either in the two or in the leadoff with Kennedy in the one or the two, Powell's production had dropped off. When Peyton was really tearing it up, was in the two spot. So Campbell's hitting well. You could put him anywhere. He bat 37th. It wouldn't matter. I mean, you know, he's he's swinging a good bat anyway. Uh, the, this weekend he's batting 333. So it's like, okay, let's do this and the trickle down from that. And then it, it'd be fair to say Eric Kennedy obviously had been struggling uh, uh, coming in. Uh, EK this weekend is batting 286. He's two out of seven at the plate, but he's driven in two runs with those two homers. He's drawn two walks. So I think it's benefited all of them, and it's helped out the lineup all the way around. Powell, certainly, it's really helped out. He's the leading hitter this weekend. He's four out of nine uh, with a homer and three runs batted in, or double and three runs batted in. All right, Craig, how pumped up is everybody about Tanner Witt getting the start as the opener today? Yeah, um, and I, and that's the proper phraseology. Uh, he'll, he'll be the opener, so to speak. The plan is for him to pitch an inning. Now, I, I did joke with David Pierce this morning at breakfast. I said, what if it's seven pitches? <laughs> and he gets him out there. He goes, we'd evaluate it if, it if it happened. Because he's done more than one inning in his side work uh, over these past you know couple of weeks. So, uh, But the plan is for him to, to work one inning. And then there are several guys. I think Chase Loomis will be a guy. Uh, David talked about that uh, you could see out of the bullpen today. Uh, there, there's several ways they can go uh, left hand and right hand. You can uh, you can do it with that. So uh, there's, but they're they're planning one inning out of out of uh, Tanner. When I asked him, I said, other than obviously getting out of the inning and having a productive, inning, what do you want to see from him? He just wants him to relax and enjoy the moment. I think he's also happy. Coach Pierce is that this is a Monday. And not a Sunday. I mean, this this place has been packed the, the first two days. It might be today. Might be. But it is 1 o'clock on a Monday afternoon on a work day. So we'll see uh, if, if if the place is loaded up again today. But I, I know they're looking forward to seeing him get back on the mound. Did you get Joe T's or 
Did. We had the okay. uh, a nice. little mini family reunion thing, and I know some people go, ah, Joe T's overrated. Why would you go there? You, you have to remember, first of all, uh, the thing about Joe T. Garcia is, is, is that they accommodate large groups, and we had a large group. We were talking about 20 of us or whatever, and, you know, they, they, that place goes for acres and acres, so they could accommodate a large uh, group. And I had cousins. I had a cousin there that I had not seen since 1991. Jeez. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's even longer than the uh, Longhorns win streak in Fort Worth. So, uh, you know, it, it was a good time. We had uh, family there, and uh, we had a nice dinner last night. And and uh, and then got up this morning ready to go and ready to call one more and then ready to come home. It'll be nice to be home uh, at least for three days. And then on Thursday, it's off to Kansas with the team. The, the charter will uh, fly it on Thursday and back on a regular Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, routine. And by the way, uh, Jeff, as you know from looking, the Big 12 conference continues to be a circus right now. It, but the ringmaster is, is West Virginia. Yeah. They swept Baylor. They scored, what was it, 32 runs in three games over the weekend. Uh, they're 11-4 they're and four in the league. Uh, now they turn around and and uh, they've got uh, a, you know big series coming up. They've got Oklahoma State coming up. Uh, of course, they're coming to Austin, uh, and uh, I think they've got OU this week. So they've got they've got that that matchup this week. So there's there's still work ahead for everybody, but Texas Texas can move into that tie for second with a win today. Greg, anything else? Uh, baseball, NFL draft. Longhorns in the NFL. Otherwise, to I, I was to glad touch on to, before we get well, out of here. I I was glad to see all of the Longhorns you got there. You know, and I know much was made out of the fact that none were drafted last year, and to see all those guys go, and then the additional free agent signings, and and you know better than I, you chart it more than than I do. But uh, you know, the, the University of Texas has had uh, you know good good fortune with guys signing free agent. Uh, deals and earning roster spots in the NFL, and I think that's the uh, a good opportunity as well. But really, uh, to see the high draft picks, in addition, uh, the obvious number uh, one selection of the Falcons of, of Bijan Robinson was really really fun and and uh, really cool to see over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you know just looking at the list right here. John Bianco actually put this out. The Texas Sports Information Director put this out over the weekend. Uh, Longhorns who are undrafted free agents and active on NFL rosters in 2022. Calvin Anderson, Andrew Beck, Tariq Black, Malcolm Brown, the running back, Cameron Dicker, Puna Ford, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Marcus Johnson, PJ Locke, Adrian Phillips, Malcolm Roach, Brendan Schooler, Josh Thompson, and Justin Tucker. Several of those guys still earning uh, oh, a good living in the no NFL. Question. And, and I guess Justin Tucker would be at the top of the list because Justin Tucker is going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame someday. Yeah, and I mean, you've got you know Justin Tucker, Adrian Phillips, Phil Dawson, and Priest Holmes are all UDFAs from Texas who have gone on to make the Pro Bowl in their careers. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's the you do that, that number has been impressive, but I think that's spoken to lack of player development, but the fact that the, the number of draftable guys and the number of guys you had drafted outweighing the number of free agents this year – that's, again, Cam, kind of like we were talking about earlier, that's a sign that things are, I'm not going to say fixed, but they are starting to look like they're, they can head in the right direction. Absolutely. I think uh, forward moment there, forward movement there, and I think that makes a big difference. There. So when are you getting your Zach Evans jersey, Craig? That's all I want to know. Uh, let, him, let him, first of all, make the roster and uh, improve himself productive. Then we'll talk about that. But we had this conversation Last week about jerseys, Jeff. Remember that yeah, about the, yeah. 
you know, when they, not doing the the current player stuff, leaving the leaving. If you want to put a number on there, a Hall of Famer or a former great player, I'm I'm on board with that. But we'll give this one some time. Tell you what, we'll get you like a Bijan, the jersey, you know, just a T-shirt with a jersey yeah, right. number on it. <laughs> if that'll work. <laughs> All right, Craig, uh, have a great call today, and uh, be safe on the way coming home. Thank you, and as you mentioned, Jeff, uh, it will at twelve forty-five, so it's uh, just under an hour from now on AM twelve sixty and one hundred one point nine FM, one hundred one nine AM twelve sixty for uh, today's broadcast for Texas TCU.